Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Well, you know, I have, well, you don't know. I'm glad to be here. Gosh, it's good to be here with you all. Oh, wow. It's just like you say, yes, Reverend Sandy, it's all right. You're welcome. We're glad you're here, and I'm glad you're here. It's just just terrific. So here's what we're going to start with this morning. And yes, I have all of this, and some of you are thinking, oh boy, she's really going to let go this morning, and I might. But I have an expression that I like to use, and it's not my expression, actually. It's been around for years, but for some reason, I take it personally. And you know, remember our old friend Don Miguel Ruiz, who used to say, don't take anything personally. That was one of those four famous agreements. So I've digressed off of that, but this I take personally, and here's why. Sandra, you are either in the way of God, or you are the way of God. So make up your mind, girl, because it's one or the other. And I find that that comes springing to mind when I'm usually in the way of God. And so when you see paperwork like this, and I see it for myself too, I know suddenly I'm in the way of God, all right? This is all my, uh, you know, research, all that I did, and God is just there saying, could you please get to the point, and this isn't the point. So let me get to the point that I woke up with this morning. And that point is kind of fun because it's one of those... um, I call it a metaphysical sandy two-by-four. You know the term metaphysical two-by-four. Well, this is a sandy one that's honed just for me. And it goes like this. It's about a toaster oven, and I won't take long. Trust me, it wasn't a long time. I've had this toaster oven for a long time, and I was told many years ago, after you're done using it, just unplug it. Take it out of the wall and just leave it alone. I don't know why. I did it just like a good girl would do, okay? Somebody told me that that I thought was important, and it seemed like a good idea. So anyway, I'd been having trouble with this toaster oven because the light kept flickering on and off, and there was no toast coming out of the toaster oven, okay? It was just... And it was going on for some time, so I called maintenance, And I said, could you please come over and have a look at the toaster oven? Now, these gentlemen are, you know, they're stellar. They're scholars and gentlemen all the way. I can say nothing but wonderful things about them. So they came in, two of them, for a toaster oven, don't you know? And so I showed them the toaster oven, and he looked at the switch, and he tested the switch, and he tested the electricity, and he looked at me, and he said, you know, they all call me Mrs. Butler. You know, Mrs. Butler, the electricity is fine, and there's nothing wrong with the switch. I think you have trouble accessing this switch. <laughs> I don't have any trouble accessing this switch. What does that mean? Now, I'm getting ready to do this talk, and what's that all about, okay? That's about, hmm, Sandra, are you plugged into God today? Have you witnessed? Are you in? Do you understand you're in the flow? Do you get the fact that God is here all around you, everywhere present? But you don't have access, okay? And whose problem and challenge is that, Sandra? It's mine. I'm not believing in what I teach and preach. And that is 
God is everywhere present. Is that not our first principle? And God is good. So suddenly the toaster oven came, Sandy's little metaphysical two by four that said, you're not having access, girl. What's the problem? Are you not allowing the God of your being to come and and visit with you and chat with you and love you and be with you? Or is that just something you like to talk about? Have you ever had those conversations where you say intellectually, I know God is here. God is here all the time. Well, my friends, when you come to points where you don't remember that or you doubt that, that's when we open up our, what I call our prayer channel. And what is prayer? And I'll go back a little bit to this now. What is prayer? What is prayer to you? And there is a, there were a couple of old, uh, I say old, they're no longer with us, teachers uh, back in the early days of unity that said the following about prayer. And then we'll get to Myrtle, who had a lot to say about prayer. They said, prayer in its simplest form is a conscious attempt to experience the presence of God. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah, sounds good. Prayer is a deliberate activity. Okay, I've had my share of prayer in front of, you know, a place where I pray regularly and meditate regularly. I know what that's all about. And it's one activity of seeking to recognize our oneness with God. Oh, of opening ourselves to the power of God as God or what you call God. And we're not going down that road this morning, okay? We're not getting into the variety of names for God. I'm going with God just for the sake of this talk this morning. The power of God as it moves through us in new and wonderful ways. Okay, Once this happens, however, prayer becomes something even more. And that's why I decided to call this talk this morning the point of prayer. What is the point of prayer? There comes a time in our prayer practice or work when we take on prayer as a way of life. We have a prayer life. We don't just randomly or even not randomly, on every given day, at every given time, in every morning, we say our prayers. And that's terrific, but there's more to prayer than that. And so I say to you, back to the toaster oven, what exactly is the point of prayer? And the short Cliff Notes dating myself answer is, the point of prayer is you. Oh, some of you may say, that's kind of new. I didn't think of myself as the point of prayer. I thought that God was the point of prayer. The point of prayer is uplifting consciousness so that you deepen your relationship with the God of your being, with oneness, that you know there is no separation. We talk about separation a lot. We don't talk enough in unity, it is my humble opinion, about communion. It is gathering and growing in our oneness and our knowing our oneness is our allness with God. And so where I'm going with this is we start out with an idea about prayer. And I'm here to say to you that the idea of prayer that sometimes comes through as I am in my work as a transitional minister finding is that people stop and plateau at their, I'll call it, 
less immature or less mature view of what prayer is. Somehow we've gotten the word out that if you get the gist of prayer, okay, that you get the gist, that you got to pray, you got to practice your prayer, and yes, it's with God, we forget to say it's in God. And we need to move further in our understanding spiritually of the point of prayer. And it all comes back to the fact that we are the points of prayer. Do we understand and are we at a level where we can say prayer is something more than what I have been taught or what I am presently practicing? And as our awareness of the presence of God expands, Prayer becomes the experience of being, and I'm reading now, part of God, part of God, centering ourselves directly in the creative flow of the universe, of perceiving things not with human eyes, not with human ears or minds, but from the divinity within ourselves. Bingo! Principle number two which many of us can voice and probably give a small class on, but on some days we're not quite sure. There's a doubt that creeps in about whether we really are divine. And then we refer, which I find, and I did this myself for years, oh, I don't think I can hold that whole concept of being fully divine. I don't think I can do that today. So I'll go to the old way of teaching, which is we're a spark, okay? We're a spark of divinity, or we're a drop in the ocean. Some of you have had classes like that. I've taught that myself. Now I'm here to say to you, there's a concept that I believe is very, it's always been there. We're fully human and we're fully divine. And what I'm talking to you about today is expressing our full divinity. And I'm saying that that takes a deeper understanding of your relationship with God. In other words, it's on you, and it's also on me as a minister, to make sure this kind of concept, this understanding that we are standing, sitting, breathing divinity. We are. And it takes time for us to get there. You don't get there overnight. And that's why I have a passion around it. For many thousands of years, we have been taught. I was a poster child for praying to a God out there. And there was a prayer to do it, and there was a way to do it. And if you didn't do both right, then your prayer didn't get answered. Well, many of us are way beyond that now, or are we? Here's what I've discovered in some of my work. We so want to be, our souls call for that knowing our oneness with God. But instead of using an affirmation to declare that we know that, we use the default and go back to, especially in times of chaos or change, dear God, would you please heal Ethan's broken arm? Instead of affirming, healing has taken place. Did you hear that? I said healing has taken place. We are talking spiritually now, friends, because many of you will rise out of your seats and say, what is she talking about? 
The kid broke his arm yesterday, and there ain't no healing taking place. They just barely got the cast on the arm. Okay, where are we now? We're back in our full humanity. Spiritually, healing has already taken place. Healing is already. The answers to your prayers have already been answered. But they are only answered, truly answered, when your consciousness is high enough and elevated enough to really believe and accept totally that God and I and you are one. That the God of our being is waiting for us to open up a deeper, bigger, wider channel of understanding that God is good all the time. Therefore, healing has already taken place. Now, I realize some of this may be, um, as I have a friend who says, this sounds like metaphysical claptrap to me, and I'm not really into it. Well, fine, that's your opinion. You go for it. You pick, pick whatever piece you want to. But I'm here to continue to tell you there is one presence and one power, all good, everywhere present, and everywhere that you are, God is. And we know this. I'm asking you to flip the switch, gain access to the switch in a full, positive, momentous way that you understand the answers to your prayers are already there. And some of you will say, well, I believe that for years. Why are you bringing that up now? The reason I'm bringing it up now is I don't hear it. I don't hear it like I used to hear it. And that's why I've decided, well, since I seem to be front and center, and when folks ask me to come and talk about prayer, I want to say to you, you're the point of prayer. And that praying out to God, we know not to do that. We've been told to do that. And I take back that I said not to do that. There are many ways to pray. That's not a, a way of praying that unity believes in or teaches. So prayer, and let's get to Myrtle just for a second here because she has a whole other nuance on it. Um, Myrtle Fillmore is one of our co-founders. And she says... Sometimes we pray to God outside of ourselves. It is God in the midst of us that frees and heals us. Prayers aren't sent out at all. Sometimes that is our trouble. Where would we send our prayers? Now, I can hear fairly people. I know that I'll get emails. Well, what we send those prayer requests to Silent Unity. What's that about? We have a prayer list here at Unity. We're talking spiritually now, and there's nothing wrong with silent unity, Lord knows, and there's nothing wrong with sending prayer requests out. But the spiritual fact, if you will, the spiritual idea is just that. God is divine. We are divine. If there is one presence, one power everywhere present, that's everywhere. And Myrtle's point is, so why would you send your prayers anywhere? It's all there. It, we're sitting in it. We're sitting in the goodness and the love of God, but we haven't opened ourselves fully to understanding that or believing it, if you want to take it that next step. So I don't want to um, make less of this. 
but I want to bring it home to you. She says the following, prayer is an exercise to change our thought habits and our living habits that we may set up a new and better activity in accord with the divine law rather than with suggestions we've received from various sources. I don't know about you, but many times when I say to somebody, I, you know, I have <clears throat> someone who's had a, a tragedy in their life and the people want to know how can they pray. And I have said, just pray for the highest and best or pray for an understanding of the God of our being or healing or peace or joy. Many times I'll get people asking me, well, what hospital are they in and what uh, digit on their finger did they break? And I'll hold that digit on their finger in that hospital and those doctors in my prayers. I'm saying to you rather fiercely, not in judgment, but in please asking you to understand. There's nothing wrong with that. That is a level of prayer that you may be at. What my passion is about is to kick it up a notch. Go deeper in understanding your relationship with God and understanding that you and God there is no and. There is no for. You are divine. Your prayers are divine. God is divine, and you are, are the divine. When we go into the silence and meditation, we are going into the silence in order for us to be perfectly still, to listen for any revelation of the divine. And where is that coming from? Here. How is that coming here? It's coming from the divine ideas that are already present in the universe. And those divine ideas flow in and through us to the degree we allow. And when we allow for a bigger God, we get bigger eternal ideas. When we decide we've allowed enough for today, we're not opening anymore, that's the God of our being. Do you see what I'm saying? We have an opportunity here to always expand, not to contract. Yes, that's part of nature, but there is a time to everything, a season for everything. And I believe with our world today, we are in a time of expansion, we who pray, we who are the point of prayer to expand our understanding of God and our relationship to God, and oh, by the way, expand our understanding of who we are. What is your purpose? Why are you here? What have you been called to do? How often do we examine those questions? I would suspect we don't do it as often as we might. And I am suggesting, yes, please, please consider where are you in your understanding of prayer? What is the purpose of prayer? And I'm saying to you, it is you that totally, right here, right now, God is present in you and available to you. I'm asking you, do you understand that? And then the big question, do you know it? Understanding denotes intelligence in mind. When you know something, it cannot be taken from you. It's not a belief, and it's not an opinion. It's a know what you know that you know. And when you know that God is with you, in you, and always there, then that is your propulsion to open up 
wider for a bigger God. And that is your light and your love, which also opens. And that, as Myrtle will tell you, is what we take into our world. That kind of light. Have you met someone, and I ask you this, and I realize where I am time-wise, but I'll ask you this. Have you met someone in your life that is just joy-filled, has a light around them, either every time you see them or almost every time. And you're not sure where that came from, but gee, I'd like more of that. That, that, that kind of just makes me feel good. I like seeing this person when they come down the street. That is you recognizing the Christ in yourself and in someone else. Don't tell that other person, oh, you're just so lovely, you're just full of light. Tell yourself that. I'm saying not to not tell that person, tell both of yourselves. Because very often, we'll go all out of it to tell somebody how lovely they look. The reason they look lovely is because you know what lovely looks like. It's in you. It's the Christ in you. And the next time you see yourself possibly in a very challenging situation with a family member, remember this. The Christ in you meets the Christ in you, in you and you and you. If you want to bring a volatile situation into a spiritual, Christed way of being, remember to see with the eyes of your Christ, to meet that person no matter what the circumstances. You heard me with that, no matter what the circumstances, take it beyond your family, take it to our world, and when you see that Christ and that Christ, they see each other, it sees each other, you see each other. There's no denying that. That is God, the activity of Holy Spirit. And that is how we can take conflict in our world, one by one by one, and bring it to a place of peace. And so I will end with this, because even I know I have gone on too far. But this I will read to you. I like this. The soul seeks the experience of raising itself to a spiritual level, where it can think and feel from its innate divinity. It is these heightened moments which satisfy, which give us the strength to go forward, the joy to warm our hearts, and the comfort to ease our sorrows. Yes. Amen. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.